0: Somebody praise them all across this building. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And I don't care who knows it. I love you, Jesus, more than anything, more than life itself. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord here today. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn over to the book of Matthew chapter 8. Amen, wonderful presence of God that's in this house here today. Hallelujah. The whole denominal world, and they like to talk about God so love the world. Amen, but I just want God to know I love Him. Hallelujah. I don't care what the rest of the world does. I want to make sure he knows I love you, Jesus, more than anything. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5, and as you're turning there, I want to concur with the announcements. Um, Let's not forget that this Wednesday night at 7 p.m., this Wednesday night, some people get confused, this Wednesday night, we are going to be doing our annual church business meeting Uh, I will, you know, people tell me, well, I can't make it to this. I can't make it to that. And I'm usually pretty cool about it. Um, But this is going to be the closest I get to demanding everybody be in there. And that's about it. That's all you got for me right there. But uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm, I'm expressly uh, wishing that people would be there. Uh, It's our opportunity to go over last year's finances, uh, to give vision for the next year, uh, to talk about some things. And, and, you know, people get scared when you talk about money. I was a banker for nine years. I actually, I enjoy it. It's it's uh, It lets you know what you can do. Amen. Some people don't like looking at it because they're scared of what they can't do. Uh, but it gives you a reality of what you can do. And as a church, this is something we're all invested together. And uh, we want to talk about it. This is, uh, maybe you were scared because your parents talked about money and thought about it. That's not how it is in the church. We're, it's going to be a good time. Uh, But we've also got other things we want to talk about, and we want to let you know that we're also going to be giving out uh, the end-of-year contribution statements for 2018. We'll have those ready uh, and uh, available for you. Uh, We got them done already, but we'll have them for you on Wednesday night. Everybody said amen. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5. The Bible says, When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say unto this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto, said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Skipping down to verse number 13. Verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way as thou hast believed. So be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. What we really need. What we really need. Why don't you set your Bibles down and let's pray all across this building. Hallelujah. There's people that you've come to this house with needs. Hallelujah. You've come in this house with situations circumstances there's there's all sorts that are represented here hallelujah but God's gonna do something here today hallelujah somebody pray somebody pray Jesus we worship you we love you Lord God give us what we really need God give us what we really need Jesus somebody pray hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell him God bless you that you may be seated in the house of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What we really... The Bible lets us know that a centurion came to Jesus with an issue. He came with a problem. And and we could stop there and spend the entire service letting people know uh, that there is no better place to take your issues, your circumstances, and your problems than to go straight to the answer to go straight to Jesus, hallelujah. If you're in church here today and you've got a problem, I'm telling you here, you've come to the right house. You've come to the right place. There's nothing like coming to church. There's no place, amen. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of people that when they get into trouble, when there are circumstances outside of their control, when there are issues and there are problems, They try and remove themselves from Jesus. They try to remove themselves from the house of God. And they think that this somehow and some way is going to make things better. Uh, but, But somebody's got to get the revelation of a centurion here today. That when you've got troubles... Amen. Even if they're not your troubles, they were his servants' troubles. When you've got troubles or you know other people that have troubles, there's got to be somebody that says, I don't care what's in my way. I've got to get to Jesus. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I don't know exactly what this issue was. You just said that he was suffering from the palsy and that it was it was tormenting him. It was something that was grievous to this man. And he brings it up before Jesus. And he lets him know that, that, that this, this man, this servant of mine, he's been suffering. And I don't know if it's been for a long time or if he just showed up and got a diagnosis. Some people think that the, the, the amount of time that passes on their trials matters that I've got to have been suffering for forever before God will ever talk to me. And then you've got the flip side that say, well, I've been suffering forever, so God must not want to talk to me because I've got issues that go way back. Can I tell you, your time frames don't mess with God's plan. Hallelujah. Can I say it again? The amount of time that you have struggled, the amount of time you suffered, it does not matter. I'll preach it from the Bible. The Bible says that there was a woman that had an issue of blood 12 years. And she came and, and she came through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. And as she came through that crowd immediately, uh, she was healed. But can I tell you what was happening uh, and why Jesus was passing that way? The Bible says he was on his way uh, to Jairus' house uh, to heal his 12-year-old daughter. Cannot preach to somebody. There's some folks that have suffered as long as you've been alive. But God's coming to your house just as much as he's going to touch and help the person that's been suffering for years and years and years. Because time frames don't matter to God. He's a God that says, I'm outside of time. I'm eternal. And I can step into your time and heal it. Oh, somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and let's magnify him. Well, God doesn't care. It just started. Uh, well, God does care. Well, God doesn't seem to care because it's been going for a long time. Uh, can I preach to you? God cares. Uh, God cares. Uh, God cares. Uh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that He. he says that my servant has been suffering. And he has been grievously tormented by this this situation. And I know there's people that all across this building, for years, for months, for weeks, there's been torment. And the devil's come by and tormented some folks. And Jesus immediately told the man that he was going to come to his house. He offered and said that because this is such a big deal to you, I'm going to come to your house. And Jesus, if this is the only time in the gospel that you'll find that Jesus answers a question that was not asked. He gives, amen, a, a, a response to a question that was not asked. The man never asked for Jesus to come to his home. But immediately Jesus said, I will come to your house. I'll tell you why. Because this is the request of most people. Most people would say, Lord, I've got a situation. I've got troubles. I've got circumstances. I've got torments, and I've got issues, and I need you to show up. In other words, I need to see you. I need to feel you. Can I preach to some folks, amen, that is the human condition that we think that if we don't see him, nothing's happening. And if we don't feel him, nothing's happening. And if we can't observe God working, he must not be working. But can I give somebody the faith of a centurion today? No, Lord, I don't even need you to come to my house. Can somebody's faith build up to another level that says, no, Lord, I don't need to feel you. I don't need to see you working. I got faith that you're already working. I got a belief system that says, God works even when I can't feel it. God works even when I can't see it. God works even when oh, somebody praise him. Come on. There's some folks saying, I got to feel them first. I got to see them first. No, no, no. You got to have faith first. You got to have faith first. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and magnify him. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah hallelujah I feel it all across this building there's some folks because you haven't felt him you haven't seen him working your faith's been going down the drain but can I tell you you need to let that faith rise up whether you feel it whether you see it come on whether your sense His present or not I'm with you even to the end of the earth I'll never leave you nor forsake you yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death thou art with me I might not see it I might not feel it but I believe that thou art here oh somebody praise him somebody magnify him he responded and said no 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 I I don't need you to come to my house in fact I'm not even asking for that because I'm not I don't even feel worthy for you to come under my roof he said I'm a man that's got revelation. I'm a man that's got understanding. He said, I am a man under authority. But I also am a man that's over other soldiers in authority. He realized that there is power in authority. And I want to preach to somebody for just a moment. There is not just power in being in authority. Well, if I'm in charge, everything's going to be all right. If I'm number one, everything's going to be fine. As long as I'm top dog, everything's going to be good. Everything must be fine for the pastor because he's the pastor. He's in charge. There's some folks that think there's only power when you're on top, but he didn't start with that. He said, I'm a man under authority. Can I preach to somebody? There's not just power when you're in authority, but there's power when you're under authority. When you find a place of safety underneath authority. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I've got men underneath me, but before I ever get people underneath me, I've got to be underneath somebody else. I didn't come to preach about leadership, but I might as well. You're not a leader if you don't follow. You can hold the title. You can have the crown. But if you aren't under authority somewhere, you're out of order and you're out of authority. You've got to be under authority. And when you're under authority and you're walking under that authority, it gives you more authority for those that are underneath you. It's an authority thing. It's an authority thing. you got to understand everything in life works under authority. Colossians 1 and 16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Somebody needs to look at what they're facing and say, this was created by him and for him doesn't matter what was created, whether it's in heaven or in earth, whether I can see it or I can't see it, whether there's a throne and somebody sitting on it and it seems to be ruling over my life, whether there's dominion and I don't seem to be the one in possession or there's principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness and in high places, it doesn't matter what it is. It was all created by him and for him and without him the bible says was not anything made that was made in other words what you're going through is under his authority what you've been fighting has to be under authority what you've been facing is under authority and it's not the devil's authority it's not life's authority it's god's authority oh somebody praise him That ought to make somebody shout. That ought to make somebody excited. It doesn't matter what comes up against me and what I'm facing. It's got to go through the hand of God first. It's got to go under his authority. Somebody lift up your hands and praise him. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, there's an authority structure. There's an authority structure in life. There's authority structure in the spirit. There's an authority structure in the church. There's an authority structure in creation. And everything bows to the one that's in authority and it's Jesus. He said everything. Whether it's thrones, dominions, everything. Well, the devil's fighting me. Everything. Well, life's coming against me. Everything. Sickness is in my home, everything. Poverty is facing me and I'm broke, everything. You've got to realize that God's got authority over it all. Jesus said this, Matthew 28, 18. He said that all power, that word power is where we get the word authority. All authority is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. Can I preach to somebody? You have been baptized in the name of the one that's got all. Not some, uh, not a little, not just a bit. He's got all authority. And every authority is subject unto him. Even the laws of nature are subject to authority. When God originally created Adam and Eve, he said have dominion and rule or authority over every beast of the field. Everything, you, you, you name it. Amen. Jesus is the second Adam. We find that our first Adam He failed, and he he, he, he let go of his authority by stepping out from underneath the authority of God's word. And when he stepped out of that authority, he no longer had authority of his own. Authority's a flow. It goes from the top down. And if we ever get out of that place, if we ever find ourselves out from underneath God's word, out from underneath God's authority, whatever authority we had at one point, we no longer have. That's why Jesus could show up as a second Adam, and he could stop storms. Well, where did he get this power? Was it some new magic trick? No, I'm going to tell you, he was somebody, uh, the man Christ Jesus under authority. And what Adam forfeited, Jesus said, no, I've got authority. Peace be still. That's why Jesus can step on a raging sea and walk on water and defy the authority of nature. Because he's saying, I'm not under that law. I'm over that law. Gravity says, I should sink. Buoyancy says, I don't got enough. I should go down. But Jesus says, I got a law that's above it. I've got an authority that's above it. But can I preach to the rest of us that are struggling in the world? He said, Peter, come forth. And a man that at one point was a fisherman, was bailing water, about to sink, step out of that boat and begin to walk on water just like Jesus. I'll tell you why. He found himself a place of authority under Jesus. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Oh, somebody lift up your hands! Let's magnify Jesus. Everything you're facing, everything you're going through, thinking it's going to cause you to sink, uh, you can walk over it. Uh, you can walk past it, uh, but you got to get under authority of Jesus. That's what happened. The Bible says there were seven sons of one Sceva, and they said, "We adjure you by the the, the Jesus Christ that Paul preacheth." You got to get your own message. You got to get it for yourself. I adjure you by the Jesus Brother Reyes preaches. I adjure you by the Jesus Elder Bobo teaches. I adjure you by the Jesus Pastor Hood's preaching. You're not going to get anywhere because you've yet to find your place under Jesus for yourself. Somebody's got to look at hell and say, "I assure you, by the Jesus I preach, I was baptized in, I live by, I worship." I'm not calling it because what my mother called it, or my father called it, or everybody else called it. I've made it up in my mind. This is my God. This. This is my walk with God. This is my relationship with God. And I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. And devil's got to flee. And all trouble's got to go. Oh Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Can I preach to somebody? Always going through hell? Well, I, brother, I'm, I'm trying. The Bible says to resist the devil and they'll flee from you. Another misquoted scripture. The Bible says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Well, I'm ready for the devil to get out. We'll stop living like him. It's hard to cast the devil out of your house when he's a guest of honor in your life. You can't cast the devil out when you're living like him. Jesus even said, Satan can't cast out Satan because a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. There's some folks that got to say, you know what? I need the devil out of my home. I'm going to start removing the areas he comes into my home. I'm going to start throwing things out of my home uh, that he comes in uh, and says, this is my throne. Uh, This is my dominion. Uh, This is my principality. Uh, There's some folks got to delete it off their phone. uh, Take it out of their living room. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Hey, I I told them today, I said, you know what? I don't follow it. I don't believe in it. We don't glorify it, but I will preach about it. Super Bowl Sunday. People skip in church because of Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, I'm not just talking about here. It's everywhere. You just gave an avenue for the devil to have rule in your life. Well, it's just a sport. Yeah, it's just a sport to you, but it's the God of America. Oh, they just took their clothes off at halftime. It's no big deal. It's a real big deal. You don't understand this authority thing. And then you come back next week and say, the devil's wreaking havoc in my life. Well, you're letting him in. You're giving him a place in your home. I don't know the teams. I don't know the stats. And I'm going to keep it that way because I don't care what the rest of the world's doing. i got to find myself a place under the authority of Jesus. There's too many devils in this city uh, and too many devils in this region. Uh, I got to submit to God. Uh, I don't have time to be buddy with Satan. Uh, I don't have time to hang out with the world. Uh, I've got to find myself a place uh, at Jesus' feet. Oh, somebody praise Him. You know? Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on. Come on, the whole world's wondering why the devil's running their life because they're giving place to rat. They're giving place to the devil. They found a place. He found a place in them. But there's some folks living for God saying, He's found no place in me. No door, no window, no crack. Oh, somebody pray. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel Jesus. Somebody pray. We're getting our authority back. We're going to get our authority back. We're going to find ourselves a place under God's authority, and when we find ourselves a place under God's authority, we'll have more authority than when we came. We'll have more power than when we came. When we find ourselves a place underneath God's rulership, the devil doesn't have rule in our lives. When we find ourselves a place at his throne, the devil can't have a throne. When we find ourselves a place with Jesus, That's mean. What about everybody else? What about everybody else? I don't expect the world to be be like the church. I expect the church to be the church. Sinners are sinners. But saints shouldn't be. We don't believe in any of that. Hey, I I know I might look young, but let me tell you, I came out of the world. I didn't get saved to be lost. I didn't get saved to fall for every trick of the devil. I gave up that mess. I threw the TV out my door. I put the movies in the trash. I didn't say, "Well, I got God. Let me have this too." I said, "No, God, my life's a wreck. I've been tormented, and whatever I gotta get rid of to get more of God, so, so be it." Oh, somebody praise! I know it's not real evangelistic, but I'm on. It's not my notes. I don't care if it's on your iPhone. Get rid of it. Well, it's just a three-minute clip on YouTube. Throw it away. Hey, the evangelist was preaching the other day, and listen, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. He started hitting on some things, and immediately my antennas went up, and I said, Oh, I didn't realize that was a problem, but I guess it is. So I might as well go and say something about it. Listen, we don't believe in watching TV. We don't believe in watching movies. We don't believe if it's a three-second clip on YouTube. It doesn't matter if it's on your Facebook, your Instagram. It's trash. It's from the world, and it doesn't belong in the church. We got to get ourselves a place under the authority of God. We got to find ourselves a place under the authority of God, and we can't have this and that. We got to say it's got nothing but filth, nothing but trash. I'm not preaching for a response. I'm preaching impact right now. Let me help somebody. Well, there's good things out there. Yeah, there's good things at the bottom of a trash can. But do you dig through it to find it? What's your favorite food? Well, I love cheesecake. Great. Okay. Are you going to go and dig through a trash can to find cheesecake? Absolutely not. Because the minute it enters that, it becomes defiled. And there's people that live their lives that way and say, well, it's, yeah, there's a little nudity Yeah, they did say the name of God in vain multiple times. They did cuss and curse. They did have murder, and there's whole shows about murders. And people will binge watch them on Netflix and then show up to church and say, it's all good. I'm going to tell you, that's not of God. I'll say it again. That's not of God. Not my preference. Amen. Thou shalt not kill. And Jesus said, if you look on your brother even to hate him, you've already committed the act. He said, if you look on a woman to lust, you've already committed the act. And people watch an hour, two hours, three hours on their couch, and it's nothing but filth. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. We're going to help some folks out, get the devil out of their house. There's some folks that are going to get rid of the grief and rid of the torment. But it starts right here. It starts right here. Saying, God, I just need your authority in my life. Somebody pray. Come on, I feel him. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Oh, I feel them. Somebody pray. I didn't come to offend anybody, but I'm telling you, I feel it right now. Somebody needs to throw some stuff away. There's some folks who need to say, I've allowed this into my life, and it's impeding my relationship with God. He says, no, Lord, I'm a man under authority. I get it. I get it. I tell somebody to to go, and they go away. Amen. I tell some people to come, and they come. I tell people to do this, and they do that. Because I also live my life in that way. He's a soldier. The Bible says we're soldiers. Amen. We are good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and in order for things to be said, when we look at them and say, go, and they're, they're obedient to what we say, we've got to first have that ability for God to say, go. And us go, yes, sir. Because the centurion is only as good as the orders he obeys. He's only as effective as the authority he submits himself to. And can I preach to the church we're only as effective as the amount of authority we'll allow in our lives. We're only as effective as we can be when we say, Lord, not anybody else can just speak into my world. But God, if you say go, if you say that's got to go, I'm going to send it out the door. If you say, you know what? That's got to come. I'm going to say yes sir and let that come into my life if you say do this Lord I'll say yes sir and I'll do that and there is power in this understanding of authority he said when my superiors speak a word I obey but not only that because I am superior to other officers and other soldiers when I speak the word they do what I say and Jesus looks at this man Says, I'm willing to come to your house. He says, No, no. I understand this authority thing. And if all you'll do is just speak the word only. I don't need a house visit. I don't need you to come over and check up on me, Lord. I just need you to speak a word over my household. I just need that authority to come forth and to speak a word over my mind. I just need one more word to speak over my body that's sick and frail. I just need a word. Can I preach to somebody? You can be sick. You can be sick at home, and your wife could be listening online, and we can speak a word and God heal her where she is and we never had to do a house visit. We can go and prophesy blessing and you might be broke now but when God speaks a word everything obeys in your world. Let's stand and lift up our hands. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on, I feel him. i tell you what we really need. We really need God to speak a word. We really need God to speak a word. I don't need to see him. I don't need to feel him. I don't got to be in his presence. I just need a word, God. I just need a word. Somebody pray. I feel Jesus. Listen, we got we got professionals. We believe in professionals. We got Elder Lawrence, and he does our Christian intervention program. People that are that are struggling with things. He's got a degree in it. Hey, if you need that, go for it. Yeah, if you need counseling, go get good professional counseling. I've told people before. I'll tell them again. I sit and talk to anybody, but I'm not a counselor. My advice is pray and talk to the counselor. Hey, that's going to be my advice. I'm just telling you the truth. If you need to go through that and do that, wonderful. But as the preacher, as the pastor, I'll tell you the first thing you need to do. You need to get a word from God. Hey, you might need some counseling afterwards to work through your childhood. Whatever you got to do. But I'll tell you what you do need. In the midst of your darkness, you need God to speak a word. Let there be light. You need God to come by and see your depression and say there is joy in the Holy Ghost. You need God to see your sickness and for God to look at you and say I am the great physician. You need to see God in the midst of your valley like Brother Pointex to preach and see him as your lily and let him speak a word of life. Oh, God, I need all these other external things. I need, to, I need you to do all these miracles and signs and wonders. No, what we really need is a word. And the centurion realized, no, no, all I need is the authority of God's word. I need God to come by and speak light into my darkness. I need God to come by and to speak joy in my frustration. I need God to speak faith in the midst of my doubts. I need God to bring a word. That's why I go to church. Because I I come and I say, you know what? I don't come whether I feel it or not. There's going to be days in life you don't feel it. Anybody been married? There's days where you don't feel but you're committed. Amen? Come on, this is a real world, folks. You come and you say, God, I don't feel you. I don't see you, I don't even sense that you're around, I feel like I'm a million miles away from you. But when you come to the house of God, and God begins to speak a word over your life, demons tremble and flee, darkness has got to go, sickness disappears. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on, there's some folks you've been struggling. But I've come to speak a word over your life. God sent me in this house to speak a word over your life. Jesus looked at the man and says, go in your faith. Go in your belief. And you're going to see it as you believed it. You're going to experience it as you believed it. But you got to walk forth in faith. I'm done right here. Let me preach to the folks who have heard that before. I just need a word from God, but if I could line up all the words I got from God. And I haven't seen this come to pass, that come to pass. Jesus looked at the centurion and says, as you believe. Not as you believed. As you believe, current. And you got to walk home in faith. Man, struggle in I'm fighting, everything's going wrong, but God spoke a word, it doesn't feel right yet. I'm walking home, I haven't got a good report yet, all I see is negativity, I don't know how. Keep walking in faith, and as you believe. As you believe, the man said, I got a word, and I'm not letting go of that word. I got a word. It's what I need, and I'm holding on to that word. And the moment he got home, they said, at the very hour you prayed, at the very hour that God spoke the word, the man was healed. Well, preacher, I don't see it yet. I don't feel it yet you got to walk in faith. you got to keep walking in faith with your hand tightly gripped on that word. God spoke a word, and I don't see it yet. I don't feel it yet, but I will see it. I want to open up this altar. There's some folks who came, and you are empty. You are. There are things in your life that the devil's been putting there. But if you can find yourself a place under the authority of God and let God speak a word over you. I want to open up this altar. I know there's people that are struggling. This is not an admission of guilt, but an opportunity to say, Lord, I need you to speak a word to me. Tired of feeling tormented and I'm tired of being grieved. I need a word. Somebody's gonna pray. You decide whether you want it or not, but I'm telling you, if you can get under His authority. Say, Lord, what I really need is you to speak a word. What I really need is for you to speak a word. I don't know how things are going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen. But if I can get you to speak a word, I can believe that you'll make it happen. Come on. Come on. Speak a word. God's talking to people right now. God's talking to people right now. You've been
1: struggling,
0: we it all across the building lift up your hands come on there's some folks that have found themselves a place under his authority and god's speaking a word over your life you come back in alignment and god's speaking a word over your life and you can have faith in that word you can have confidence in that word you can have assurance in that word somebody believe him somebody believe him somebody believe him pray Come oh, on, that's it. that's it. Let's press. Let's press. Let's press. Hallelujah. Speak that word. Speak that word. Let there be liberty. Let there be deliverance. Let there be healing. Let there be blessing. Let there be victory in the name that's above it and the name of Jesus under the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Find every lie from hell. You gotta go under the authority of the truth of God's word. You're the father of lies, and we re- we submit ourselves to God. And as a church, we resist every lie from hell. And you gotta flee in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. praying. I want you to keep praying. But let me speak to everybody else. Well, I've not heard an audible word from God. Okay. All right. But maybe you came in this service and all you felt the entire service was this one word. It's going to be all right. I can't explain it. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't but the centurion he didn't know I don't know what word Jesus said I don't know if he said healing I don't know exactly what exact phrase he used all I know is that when that centurion walked out he knew by the time I get home Everything's going to be all right. And by the time I get to that destination, by the time I get to that location, I don't know if it's in time or if it's in space, but the minute I set my feet down in that place God spoke of, everything is going to be exactly as God said it. Somebody lift up your hands. Come on, there's some folks, it might be a few weeks you walk, a few months you walk. I don't know how long the journey is, but when you get there, everything's going to be all right. When you show up, everything's going to change. When you get there, God's going to be true. Let's pray all across this house. Come on, church, let's pray. Come on, the devil's been fighting some folks. We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. He's been attacking some minds. He's been attacking your heart, but he will not win. He will not win. He's been attacking your faith, but he will not win. Go in your faith. Go in your belief. Trust God. Trust God. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Well, preacher, I don't feel like it. I've not seen anything. you got to have faith. I praise Him in advance. But I feel sick. I still praise Him. But I've not seen it. I still praise Him. Knowing He's there.